Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Romans chapter 7 verse 5. Watch this. The Holy Spirit helps us to say no to sin and yes to God. That's why the apostle writes in Romans, when we were controlled by our old nature, watch this, sinful desires were at work within us. But the law aroused those evil desires and that produced sinful deeds resulting in death. Let me tell you what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit cultivates a relationship between us and God. Did you know that that's what God wants from you is relationship? Like that is his heart. God does not create rules for you to follow. In fact, what separates Christianity from every other religion in the world is every other religion says, if you follow these rules, God will approve you and love you. Christianity says this, God wants a relationship with you and then he will work things out in you that you've been trying to do. You see the difference between rules and relationship. But man loves to create rules because if we can create rules, we can manipulate people to do what we want them to do. That is why there are so many people, even in this room, you are so burned out with religion and religion hurt you because someone gave you a set of rules and put God over it and said, this is what you need to do. And you tried to follow the rules, but because we are sinful people, we always fall and we fail at times. And so we feel like we're unworthy of God. And so we just give up altogether. In fact, God gave his people in the Old Testament 10 commandments. And one of the reasons why I believe he gave the commandments is he he wanted to prove to us that it was impossible for us to follow the rules. Think about this. He only gave them 10 commandments and they couldn't even follow that. And then he called them the people of God. Anybody feel a little more comforted tonight? Come on. Let me take you back even more old school. Adam and Eve, there was only one rule. So we can't even follow one rule, y'all. We in trouble. Except for the fact that God wanted to prove to us that rules are not the way to get to God's heart. It's relationship. What God wants is relationship. That's why if you've ever been like in a legalistic environment or a legalistic church, on the outside, they look really spiritual. Because it's like, man, they don't dress a certain way. They don't listen to certain things. They don't go to certain places. They're really spiritual, and they have a bunch of rules that you have to follow. They are really spiritual people, and I don't fit in with them. But if you open up the hood of that church, you will see all kinds of sin underneath there. Which describes to us the cycle many of us are in. Watch this. We feel like Getting close to God is, I've got to follow rules. So I follow rules, but I fall to my sinful nature, so I feel guilty and shameful. I ask God to forgive me. He forgives me. I have a season of sobriety, but then I go right back to it again. And then uh, I'm like really trying hard, but then I'm sinful in my nature, and I fall and I break the rules again. So God, forgive me. I feel guilty. I feel shameful. I'm such a horrible person. I'm so horrible. I'm a sinner. I deserve hell. But God, forgive me. God forgives you. You feel better for a minute, but then you go back to it. Do you see the cycle that many of us are, oh man, I'm going to get this here tonight because some of us, many of us are in this cycle, and the devil wants you on this hamster wheel because he wants to keep you living in defeat, but God wants to elevate 
you to a place where you're living in victory. Victory is not in following rules. Victory is entering into a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. And so what happens is that people have this thing like, hey, well, we're just going to fake it till we make it. And there's this, this spiritual sense, but there's all kinds of sin because the power of the Holy Spirit isn't there. And people are trying to hide and cover their sins like Adam and Eve. They're trying to hide from God. But the stricter the rules, I find, the stricter the rules, the greater the legalism, the more the sin that's hidden underneath the surface. That's why Jesus came and he said Adam and Eve couldn't do it with one rule. Israelites couldn't follow it with ten rules. New Testament, the Pharisees, when Jesus was walking the earth, they took one rule and ten rules and they created 632 rules that you had to follow in order to please God. Well, we're all in trouble then. So Jesus comes on the scene and he says, I'm going to die for your sins. You're going to have a relationship with me. But guess what? No more of the dirty cycle of defeat. We're going to take the hamster wheel out. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, when you are baptized with dunamis, with dynamite, with power, the Holy Spirit through that relationship is going to help you break through every chain, every addiction, every cycle, every habit. Come on, everything that's holding you back that you... Look, you've got to hear this message today. You've got to hear this because let me give you two words. Oh, man, it's lightning and thunder. Come on. God's ready to, woo, let's go. Let me give you this verse. Let me give you this verse because this is going to help us out. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 19 says this. Do not put out the spirit's fire. Come on, fire service. He says, don't you do it. Don't come on. Don't put it out. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify. Someone say sanctify. You through and through. And then he tells us the three parts of us. Remember God is three parts. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Your three parts too. He tells us the three parts. May your whole spirit, come on, say it with me. Spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord. In other words, what he's saying is this. Your spirit, your soul, and your body need to be sanctified. Now, some of you are freaking out right now. You're like, oh, man, I thought Brave Church was practical, man. I don't even understand that word. What are we, dude, what are we doing here? Like, your eyes are like spinning like, what? Listen, I'm, I'm going to break this down so simple for you because I don't believe biblical truth has to be, like, confusing for us. Write these two words down in your notes. Come on. Salvation and sanctification. Salvation and sanctification. Salvation happens in a moment. Aren't you so thankful when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, forgive your sins? The Bible says in a moment, you are forgiven of your sins. In a moment, God begins to transform. Come on, anybody thankful for the cross that provided salvation? But sanctification is a process. Sanctification, let me help you understand this. When you gave your life to Jesus, I believe that 80% of your life got better the moment you said yes to Jesus. I mean, 80% of your life just started getting better, started going uphill. But there's about 10 to 20% of you that wants to rebel. And some of you, it's like maybe 30%. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you're pushing 40%. Come on, don't do that. Come on, don't do it. Don't do it. Come on. Now we just judge somebody. Come on. You're like, I didn't come to church to be judged. Hashtag only God can judge me. You know, 
So there's 80% of you that, man, Jesus comes in and boom, he changes. And man, your life has changed. But this is the reason why, oh, I'm so excited to preach this with you today. Because this is the reason why there are some of you in this room, you've been following Jesus. Are you saved? Yes. Are you going to heaven? Yes. Do you love God? Yes. But are you still struggling with the same thing you've been struggling with week after week and year after year? Yes. Is it possible to be a Christian and still be struggling with things in your life you haven't been able to get through? And the reason why is because when Jesus saved to help sanctify you, he saves you from your sins, but the Holy Spirit comes along to help sanctify you. That word sanctification means this. God's going to take you through a process of changing your life. That is why you may be here and you love Jesus, but you still have some addictions in your life. Yes, you're saved. No, we don't judge you. But yes, there is a process that you're going to have to go through. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I'm going through a process. You see, I remember my grandmother telling the story of how she loved Jesus and she, man, she gave her life to Jesus and she loved Jesus so much, but she had been smoking since I think she was like 12 years old or 14 years old. And I remember her, ta- her talking about stories of how like, man, I don't know why God hasn't taken this from me. I know it's not good for me. I don't know why I can't. I'm such a bad example to people who know I'm a Christian. And I remember hearing her talk about that she just began to say, Jesus, I want to know you more. I'm going to stop trying to quit and I'm going to start trying to love you more and more and more and more and more and can I tell you one day she woke up the cigarettes are there and she's like I don't even want them anymore it's called sanctification it's a process come on look at your neighbor and say don't judge me I'm in the process you need to hear this message because some of you the devil has been playing like games with you going oh look at you oh you're not a Christian look what you do Look what, oh, mm, look what you do. You're such a bad Christian. And there's people in this room, the devil's just like, sinner, 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 sinner. Sinners, hell for everyone. <laughs> and if you're not careful, we will believe the lie of the devil. Listen to me. Just because you are still in the process of working the flesh out of you doesn't mean the anointing is not on you. Come on, just because you don't have it all together yet, anybody thankful that God still loves you and God still want to use you, but you're not perfect yet, but he still cares enough to put you through the process. a process it's a process you see but then he goes and tells us the three parts of us that need to go through this process and it's important for you to know this and this is going to be like so mind-blowing have you seen the emoji with like the the mind blow i think it was like my mom used that emoji this week i'm like mom (laughs) he says this you have a spirit your spirit is the part of you that's going to live for eternity thousands of there are why our message is so urgent that's why we have thousands of there are there is hope cards in the lobby because it is urgent that every single person in miami knows there's hope in jesus christ because every single person in our city is going to spend eternity somewhere either in heaven or in hell now let me tell you something god doesn't send anyone to hell people send themselves there when they choose to pay for their own sin. 
That's why we've got to tell people. You thought religion and relationship with God was this, but it's really that. You thought it was a bunch of rules, but it's the most refreshing relationship you'll ever have. You thought Christianity was all about judging people and making you... No, no, no. It's the most incredible, encouraging thing to be around godly people like this who love God, who know they aren't perfect, and we don't have to fake it till we make it at Brave Church. Go on. Aren't you so thankful you found a church that you don't have to pretend to be perfect in order to fit in? Good, like 10 of us. Amazing. Come on. So the Spirit is the part of us that's going to live forever somewhere. But that's why this message is called good news, because it's good news. We, we can spend eternity with God in, in heaven forever. But then we have a soul. The soul is the part of you that's your mind and your emotions, your willpower. It's your desire. But we live in a body. That's the third part of us. Your body is the part of you that does not want to go to the gym and wants to wake up late at night and eat Haagen-Dazs chocolate ice cream. And the writer here tells us in Thessalonians that these three parts of us make up that 10 or 20% of us that need to go through the process so that we can live the life we've always dreamt of that God's calling us to. Anybody ready to live that kind of life? Come on. Anybody ready to hear about it? So these are the three parts of us. I'm going to break this down. These three parts are tempted in different ways. Did you know you're not tempted in just one way? Your spirit is tempted differently than your soul. Your soul different than your body. Number one, write this down in your notes. Our spirit is drawn to idolatry. Did you know that you were created to worship God? That's the reason why you exist. Let me rewind the tape all the way back to the beginning. God is in his kingdom. He created angels. All of the angels are worshiping God. Come on, are you with me? Say, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take you to Bible college for a minute, and then we're going to break it open. He created the angels to worship him. And out of all of scripture, there are only three angels that we know their names. One of them is the worship leader of heaven. His name is Lucifer. Adi. His angelic describes that he is so beautiful that even his body, his angelic body is an instrument. Every time he would breathe in, it created music. And every time he breathed out, every time he would walk, the sound of his footsteps would create worship and glory to God. He was an incredible, impressive creation. But he got tired of God receiving all the worship. He's like, why should God get all the worship? I'm the one that's creating the worship. And so God looks at him, he's like, we ain't having none of that in heaven. Like, I'm God, you're not. And so the Bible says that God cast the devil or Lucifer out of heaven. One third of his angels left in rebellion with Lucifer. That is where we get the devil and demons. Many of us in Miami are not surprised at that. Because we have people in our families that come from Santeria things. We have seen demonic activity in our families and in our lives. Other parts of America, you talk about demons. People are like, ooh, what? What's that all about? Not in Miami. We're, we're familiar. We, we see things here. Like, come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. Even if you've never been in church, you know what I'm talking about. You walked in somewhere, you're like, ooh, I get it. <laughs> people call it energy. Ooh, I feel some bad energy in here. Like, I don't man, what's that vibe in this play? It's demonic. It's demonic. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you when you walk into environments to know, oh, you need to leave this place. Do anybody know what I'm talking about? (laughs) And so now the devil's gone from heaven with one third of the angels. Problem, there's a job opening for worship pastor in heaven. 
So God says, you know what? I'm not going to create another angel to worship me and lead in worship. Instead, I'm going to create you. I'm going to create people. You were created to worship God. Many of you didn't know why the devil hates you so bad. Many of you don't understand why when you were a child, the devil came at you the hardest and tried to destroy you. That's why many of you, that's why some of the greatest battles you face is when you were a child. Because the enemy is trying to destroy your hope and your future before you even had the chance to fight for yourself. It's because every time you worship God, you remind the devil of his failure. That is why it is so important for you not to miss worship. Because when you come up into this place and they're singing this song, I can feel it in this atmosphere. Chains are breaking in this place. What you're doing is you're reminding the devil that you have his job and he can't get it back. Oh, I love making the devil mad. Is there anybody here that wants to give God some praise and worship right now and remind the devil that you've got the victory? So watch this. Watch, watch, watch. Watch this. So you've taken his place. And that's why the enemy comes at you so strong. That's why when you go through brave life, he comes at you stronger. That's why when you go through DNA starting next week, which is our new name for begin. That's why when you go through that, the devil's going to, that's why when you give and you're generous with your money, he's going to come at you because he hates everything that you do that worships God. It's funny because um, last week, Monday, me and my kids, we went to the Miami Heat game and um, it was in the first quarter and Hero, who's our new player, he hit like three, three pointers in like the first six minutes. In the first one, I'm like, okay, he's a rookie. He got lucky. The second one, I'm like, oh. And then the third one, I'm standing up to my feet. I'm like, oh, my gosh. We, we can do this without Wade. <laughs> and then he steps up, and he hits another. I think it was a two-pointer. And there was this grown man in front of us. I'm there with my kids. And this grown man, and he turns around, and he is high-fiving us. The kids can tell you. He's, high, he's wearing his Dwayne Wade jersey. He's tatted up. He's a, like a tough-looking dude. And he's just doing it. And then by the third quarter, man, he... They're just sinking buckets left and right. Man, me and this guy are, man, we are chest bumping. We're hugging. People all over the arena are hugging each other. And you're like, Pastor, do you know him? No. But we fought in traffic. We walked like a mile. We stood in long lines to go see the Miami Heat play. And we go there, and I'm cheering. My hands are up. There's this one time the DJ's mixing the thing, and I'm going boom, and I look over, and Britton is doing this. I don't know what this is, but he's like, mm, 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 mm. He looks at me, and Natalia's just like, oh, we're in it. Looking around, everyone's just in it, standing up, lifting their hands. They're just going. And what we're doing is like we're worshiping the Heat, right? Like, we're whoa. We're so excited. And then after the game, um, you know, we're like, hey, let's go down to the merch store. And Bryn's like, dad, you owe me money. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Parents never get into an agreement where you owe your kids money. So we go down there. I'm like, what do you want? I want a hat. 
and like, okay, well, when I get you this hat, we're even. We check out. The hat was $45. I'm like, I don't owe you anything else for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's funny. He's like left that hat in three places, and I'm like, mine. And, and it's funny because then we fought traffic to leave the heat arena. We get home, and we're just so excited. Man, we can't wait to go back. And in culture, that's called being a fan. But you know what's crazy is, remember I told you, our spirit is drawn to idolatry. The devil wants to take your worship and put it on everything except for God. This is why, sub-point, that every person in this room, whether you can sing or not, loves music. It's because you were created to worship God. That's why you can't remember someone's name, but you remember the words to a song. That's the reason why you and I are alive today. Our purpose is to worship God. Sir, it's your purpose to worship God with your business. It's your job to worship God through your family. Students, it's your job to worship God with your school and your university studies. It's your job to worship God through your work as God promotes you and God helps you to be excellent at your job. It's our job to worship God through Brave Church, to lift up the name of Jesus and not lift up the pastor or anybody else. Come on, anybody thankful that we're here to worship God? But, but, but here's, here's the thing. The devil wants to take our worship and put it on everything but God. And so it's crazy because I see people that do that in the arena, but then if we're not careful, watch this. We could come to church and we're like, why they got the lobby doors locked before church now? What's up with that? <laughs> like, um, why is it so loud in here? Like, it's really loud. You didn't care how loud it was at the heat game. Like, man, they got all these lights and fog. You were at the heat game, but they have those flame things that burn and send your eyebrows. You don't care about that. What's up with these dancers up here dancing and people standing up and shouting and preaching back? You didn't mind at the heat game? You see, we have to be careful that the enemy does not take our spirit and cause us to worship other things and not worship God. In the arena, that's called being a fan. Sometimes people want to take what we do here at Brave Church and say, oh, you're a fanatic. Why is it different? Now, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying don't be a Heat fan. I'm not saying don't go to your favorite concert. I'm not saying don't go to the movies. It's so funny because people are like, wait, wait, they're going to take an offering? Oh, man, all the church wants is your money. Can I tell you all the Miami Heat wants is your money? It's so funny. People are like, they'll pay $100 for a ticket, $15 for a Coke, $45 for a hat. But then the offering, they're like, oh, I can't believe they're taking money at the church. Are you kidding me? We're trying to change our city. Your spirit is worshiping the wrong thing. I'm sitting there thinking, I am, I'm spending so much money at this heat game, and Hero does not even care that I exist. <laughs> Can I tell you, the devil wants to take everything that we have, all of our worship, and point it to something else other than God. Now, what I'm not saying is, I'm not saying come here on Sunday with your shirt off and your belly painted, go Jesus. Come on, we're not saying that. All I'm saying is, have the things you love, love the Miami Heat, love the... can't even say it it hurts too bad our soul 
Write this down, number two. Our soul is drawn to pride. Our spirit is drawn to idolatry, but our soul is drawn to pride. Here's what we need to be sanctified. Because every person in this room deals with pride. Pride is when we say, I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to live life the way I want. I'm going to talk the way I want, think the way I want, do what I want, drink what I want, sniff what I want, snort what I want, shoot up what I want, pop what I want, watch what I want. I'm going to do what I want to do, and no one can tell me different, not even God. And the Bible describes this as someone who lives based on their emotions. Can I tell you, if you just lived on your emotions, emotions get us to destructive places. That's why just one of the emotions in Ephesians 4.26 says this, do not sin by letting anger control you. Can I tell you, that's why I don't play golf. I just don't. Golf is a four-letter word, y'all. The last time I played golf, I got so mad. I threw my clubs into the lake. I'm serious. Our soul is drawn to pride. And write this down. Our body that needs to be sanctified is drawn to lust. Now, that word immediately, some of you are thinking like sexual things. Because like, that's what you've heard. Like, oh, just lust is like sex and sexual things. Yeah, that's a part of it. But can I tell you what he's saying here? Is he saying, don't just, don't just let your body live life without self-control. In fact, in 1 Corinthians six nineteen says this. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. In other words, what he's saying, write this down in your notes, have self-control. This means have self-control with food. Have self-control with your sleep. Come on. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're not taking care of your temple. If you're getting too much sleep, you're taking too good care of your temple. He's saying this, don't just do with your bodies what you want to do with your bodies. In other words, what he's saying is, yes, even your sexual appetite, watch this. We live in a corrupt culture that says sleep with who you want, whenever you want, however you want, and who gets your mind. Protect your body. Protect your spirit. Protect your soul. Sanctify yourself. That's why Ezekiel 36 says this, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. Oh, I love this. I will remove from you your heart of stone and I will give you a soft heart of flesh. My prayer tonight is someone that's in this room that your heart is so hard toward people because you've been so hurt. And I know there's people in this room, I don't know who I'm talking to, but You've been so hurt by people and relationships and you put up walls and you keep people out and your heart is so hard and you don't let people in anymore. Can I tell you, this is part of your body, that the temple of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit says this to you today. He wants to heal your heart of stone and give you a new heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and I will move you to follow my decrees so that you can be careful to keep my laws. Do you see what he says here? Watch this as the band comes up and I close. He says this, the focus is not on the law. The focus isn't here. He's not saying, look, I'm going to help sanctify you and take you to a new level if you keep my laws, if you follow my rules, and if you break my rules, I'm going to send lightning bolts and strike you down. 
No, no, no. What he says is this. And I will put my spirit, the Holy Spirit, in you. And I will move you. Another way of saying that is I will take you to another level. I will take you to a breakthrough. I will take you to freedom. Come on. I will help you overcome that giant. I will help you overcome that obstacle. I will help you break that generational curse. I will break off things in your life. I will move you to follow my decrees and keep my laws. But what he's saying is this. Don't focus on behavior modification and just trying to follow the law. Focus on this. Holy Spirit, fill my life. Live inside of me. You have five more minutes? I'm going to teach you how to do this in three simple ways. Number one, three prayers to pray. Last week I gave you three prayers. Today I'm giving you three more. Number one, write this down. Write this word down. We're going to pray, Holy Spirit, give me clarity. Clarity. Watch this. Watch, 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 watch. The Holy Spirit will help you see things about you that you cannot see. But it's important that you ask the Holy Spirit to show you things that need to be changed. Because watch this. Watch, watch. You cannot change what you cannot see. That's why the devil wants to keep you from seeing the things that are keeping you from getting closer to God. That's why we justify things. You see, the Holy Spirit wants to show you things that you can't see. How many of you, because honestly, we all know things that we need to change. Come on. How many of you know things that you need to change in your life? Come on. You need, yeah. What if I told you there's things that you need to change that you can't see? But you need the Holy Spirit to show you. What if the problems you're having in your relationship is not that you need to pray, God, make me a better husband. Make me a better father. Make me a better business owner. Make me a better student. What if we're praying the wrong thing? Not bad prayers. But what if it's simply this? Holy Spirit, show me how to be a better husband. Show me the things in me that I can't see in myself. Help me to see how I can be a better father to my two kids. I pray that prayer every single morning when I wake up. Holy Spirit, I need you to show me how to be. Show me the things that I'm missing being a dad. Show me ways that I can connect with my kids. Show me ways that I can lead my kids to love you and to chase after their purpose. Show me, God, how to be the pastor. Show me the things that are missing in my life so that I can lead this church and your people to the next level so that we can reach more people in Miami. There are things about you you cannot see and we need to pray every day. Holy Spirit, would you give me clarity? That's why in Psalm 139, he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thought. See if there's anything offensive in me and lead me in your way. And number two, write this down. Holy Spirit, don't just give me clarity, but Holy Spirit, give me purity. Psalm 51 says this, create in me a pure heart. Someone say pure heart. 
oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast me from your presence. And I love this. And don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Philippians 2.13, for God is working in you, giving you the desire. Someone say the desire and the power. Say power. Here he says it again, to do what pleases him. God, help me to be pure. Help me to be pure in my speech. Help me to be pure in my thought life. Help me to be pure in my relationships. Help me to be pure with people that I don't have another motive. God, help me to be pure. Do you know what this means? This verse that we just read says this, that God wants to give you the desire, but then he will give you the ability to be what you want to be, to be who God has called you to be. He gives you the ability. Some would say ability. And he gives you the power. I love it because there are many of us in this room, we have a desire to please God, but we just don't have the ability. The reason why is you need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. He gives you the ability. He gives you the ability. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 25. Is this okay? I'm about to close. Okay. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. But the fruit of the Spirit, have you ever heard of the fruit of the Spirit? Is love. Anybody, you could use some more love. Come on, anybody need some more love? How about some joy? How about peace? Patience. Anyone want to be more kind? Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Anybody need some more self-control? Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Do you know what I never really understood? Because I grew up hearing this first, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need these fruits in my life. So God, help me to have more love. Man, I need to be more filled with joy. Come on, anybody want more joy? Come on, more joy. So what we do is like, like, like we're taught in church is like, desire the fruit. So God, help me have more joy. So you ask, hey, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing so good. And inside, you just want to kill somebody. Oh, I've got the joy of the Lord. It's my strength. Too blessed to be stressed, Pastor. And you're just faking it. Because we're trying to get the fruit. Oh, I need more peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And here's what I've come to to discern. Watch this. He says this, if you live by the Spirit all these fruits of the spirit but then he says it again but since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit do you know what he says he's saying this don't desire those things wait a minute pastor those are things we should desire no 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 because if you desire those things you'll create rules and you'll fail what he want the spirit of god lives oh good instead of wanting the fruit want the spirit of God living inside of you and if the spirit of God is living inside of you then those fruits are going to flow through you that means Holy Spirit purify me Holy Spirit number three write this down not just clarity not just purity but dependency I am depending on you I need you in my life I don't want the fruit I want you and can I tell you the more of the Holy Spirit you have in your life the more love the more joy the more peace the more patience the more gentleness the more self-control you will have the problem is We've been teaching you wrong at church all of these years. Telling you, you need, if you're a Christian, you need to have the fruits of the Spirit. Like, I'm a fruit inspector. 
and you don't have the fruits of the Spirit. No, 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 no. That's religion, that's rules, that's legalism. Instead, you could say this, Holy Spirit, I am dependent on you. I need you today. When I woke up this morning, I prayed this prayer beside my bed. Holy Spirit, I depend on you. I cannot preach four times in Miami, maybe in Dallas or Atlanta or Orlando. But in Miami, I need the power of the Holy Spirit to preach this message. So I am depending on you. And can I tell you, the more filled with the Spirit I am, the kinder I am. The more joy I have, the more peace I have. Is there anybody here that wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Anybody here, you want to be dependent on the Holy Spirit tonight? Come on, would you bow your heads? Close your eyes with me. You're here in this room and you say, Pastor David, I have been stuck in the cycle. I've been a rule follower and I've been frustrated in my faith. I've been discouraged. But tonight I've realized what I need is to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. I need more of the Holy Spirit so that I'm not stuck in this cycle. I want to live a life of victory from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from grace to grace. If that's you in this room and you say, I want to break out of the cycle and I want to lean into a relationship with the Holy Spirit tonight with no one looking, the count of three, I want you just to lift your hand tonight. One, two, three. Come on, let me see your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tired of the cycle. I'm tired. Yeah, so many. Yeah, put your hands down. to Jesus. Uh, Did you know the greatest thing that you could ever do today is to say yes to Jesus? Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I have never given my life to Jesus Christ. And today I want to say yes to him. Or maybe you have at one time and you know that you've not been walking with God and you say today I want to make sure that I have a relationship with Jesus Christ that I am that my spirit is secure for heaven and I want to say yes to Jesus I want to go all in I want to surrender my life to God with no one looking around all I'm going to ask you is one time to do one thing and that's on the count of three to lift your hand if that's you today I need to surrender my life to Jesus Christ tonight I don't want to wait till next Sunday I don't want to wait anymore I want to say yes tonight if that's you one two three lift your hands yeah 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 so many thank you 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 so many so many thank you can you do this can everyone say this prayer out loud whether you raise your hand or not come on would you say this say Jesus today I ask you to forgive me of every sin today I say yes to you I surrender to you I accept you as my Lord and Savior thank you for loving me thank you for giving me another chance today I am yours and I'm committed to you in Jesus mighty name amen and amen thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.